the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show. I can't take it anymore. <clears throat> I'm not listening to any more of this State of the Union address um, because it's one thing. In the past, what we used to have, even going back to the Clinton years, is they wouldn't lie to you necessarily. I mean, Clinton was a liar when it came to, to uh, you know, um, Monica Lewinsky. But in general, what if presidents were overseeing a bad economy, they wouldn't try to come and, like, you know, um, gaslight you. And try to make you think that, you know, the sky is green. They would try to puff up some other area, right, of something that they've done. I, I just, I, I just, um, I, I can't listen anymore. It's making me crazy. But you know what? My buddy G, uh, GQ, Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law, he, he's laughing and giggling. So I don't know. Why, why are you in such a good mood, my friend? Is it because you spared yourself the agony of watching Joe Biden in the State of the Union address? No, I um I actually watched quite a bit of it and oh. um and I listened to your commentary on it. So I was kind of going between one <laughs> channel and another and um, my rants. Well, so I, I mean my my takeaway from it, I mean I I don't like to listen to it because it's just it's, you know, it it's um it's hard to see it's hard enough to have somebody flat out telling you lies. Yeah. One. Uh number two, it's hard for me to see somebody that's saying we're going to put in 50,000 electric car charging stations across the nation. Okay, those need power and any engineer will tell you there's no way on the there's no way in the world we're ever going to be able to put that much power. We you have to have energy and power yeah. and we're tearing down dams or getting rid of hydro electric. We're putting up all these stupid it's just like we don't have enough power to energize all these cars. And then and people are just I don't know, it just it's weird. I mean, yeah. and it and it's not cheaper, and that's the lie that kills me. It's just things that are just provable that it's a lie. They're well, not only that, thousand dollars a year in transportation. I mean, I know a guy. He he has a Tesla. Mm-hmm. He decided he and his wife would get one. They you know plugged them in at night. Their power bill went up over one hundred and fifty dollars a month. And then he said he went and charged it, and you can charge it for fifty minutes. You can get it to eighty percent charge. It was thirty four dollars, and then he drove somewhere else, and it was forty eight dollars. So I mean, it's costing money to charge it. It didn't initially, but I don't know. There's just these lies that that just 
kill me. You know. Well, not only oh. that, but they're talking about. He's talking about. Um, we got to face reality. Uh, climate change is an existential threat. Well, um, and and being good stewards of the environment. Well, has anybody out there that loves Joe Biden? Has Joe Biden ever Googled? Have you Googled Gary Quackenbush? These mines that that children are being used as slave labor for all these mines for these lithium batteries and what that does to the environment. Uh, the There's, lithium is. It's horrible. just it is horrible, and yeah. you know it's just it, it's. Um, I mean the the left the tr- the truth of the matter is is that the far left these extremists that we have in this in this country like Joe Biden uh, they can't sell their agenda on facts and truth right they have to sell it with lies and panic and fear and it's just and it's shameful and I had a caller call in last hour I said I posed the question of what's the one word you would use to describe the actual state of our union and he said darkness. Darkness, yeah, and I, I, and then Francisca called in, and and, and she's right that, that he sounded sad, and he was sad, and that made me sad. And you know, I like to I, I like to identify problems, but I also like to think about resolution and have yeah. hope for for a solution. Well, um, I would just want, I mean, and all of that is, I would like it to where there's some there's some like modicum of reality in anything, you know, because when he's saying. We're going to bring the unions back. It's like, wait a minute. Unions have destroyed our economy and mm-hmm. they've caused all these problems because everything's outrageous and the union bosses are making gajillions. But then he says, and we're going to, those darn airlines, we're going to make them refund our money if there's a problem. And, and those credit card late fees, we're going to make them stop charging so much for late fees. And, and, and those cell providers, I mean, if you change cell phones, we're going to make them stop uh, you know, f- charging you a fee if you change cell phones and we're going to stop service fees and we're going to control airline fees. And I'm going like, oh my gosh, there's this thing called the free economy. Yeah. You know, it's the economy. It's like, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm not living within my means and I'm charging the heck out of my credit cards, it's not the, la- it's not the late fees. That's the problem. It's me. Yeah. I'm the problem because I'm being told just charge up your credit cards. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I remember the first time Ever when I was young, married, I you know had kids. I was in law school. I was we. I mean, it was insane. It was the it was the most difficult time in my entire life financially. And I remember to this day, I remember the moment in time and where I was and what I had on the turn the belt at the store. The first time I ever took out a credit card and I had to pay. I had to charge my groceries and it was like $35 and I literally was going to throw up because Mm -hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm a total failure. And I said, that will never happen to me again. You know, I use credit cards to, you know, and I pay them off and all that stuff now. But it was like, I just felt like I wanted to provide. So what did I do? I didn't go, you know, to the government, do an application or whatever, crawl up, you know, in a fetal position and suck my thumb. I just went to work. I got, Mm -hmm. I got on it and I, and I didn't, you know, scream and yell about, you know, I need higher wages. Well, I was uneducated. I, that's the only job I can get. So that's what I did. And then I got education and I got more education. And then I started my own business and I, you know, and for him to say things like, you know, you know, we're going to go after these big companies and these corporations. Basically, we're going to go after the the companies that employ all the people in America yeah. and we're going to burn them and we're going to raise it. If anybody is foolish enough to believe that, then they deserve it. Because if you don't, if you really believe, okay, if you work for a company and you're one of what, f- 5,000 employees or whatever, and the company now is the the government comes in and says, okay, pay your fair share, and they triple 
corporate taxes. Now the corporation has to pay, you know, three times what it used to. What is going to happen with that? Do they really think that the guy that's been running the company that, that, you know, that works, you know, you know, 26 hours a day, you Mm -hmm. know, he's done it for the last 15 years and he's making millions of dollars on payroll. You know, nobody's willing to do that. No. So then they're going to, they're going to raise all these fees and make it the, the corporate costs are going to go way up. What's going to happen? How is that? It's going to be passed down to the consumer. It's just economics 101. But then the federal government is going to come in and they're going to say, you can't charge that much for you know prescriptions and you can't yeah. charge that much for this and you can't charge that much for rent. So basically they're taking over all the economy and trying to say, you can't, you can't, you can't. And we're going to take it from over here. That's called redistribution. That is it's, communism. It is communism. And, and I've, had people, I've had people argue with me, well, it's not communism. We're talking to Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law. Where uh, yeah. the people argue with me saying, well, it's not communism because under communism, they own the pink slip. Well, you know, is that not owning the pink slip of uh, and owning the means of production when they're able to control the means of production and tell you what you're allowed to charge, who you're, who you're forced to hire? You're not allowed to fire. All the conditions. We saw this under COVID. The government right. coming in under the phony guise of, of public health telling you whether or not your business could be open, who was an essential worker, who wasn't, um, you know, what... Okay. Food you, you were that allowed- guy, yeah, that guy that was sitting there, the only one in the entire place that had a mask on. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. So, anyway. and then, and then, you know, uh, the the debt that we're racking up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he. I don't know if he's gotten to Iraq, uh, to Ukraine yet. Um, no, I don't think he'll get to it. Yeah, I think. I, I think. I don't know. He's. It's just delirious. And that's what's sad. I mean, to me, it's Americana that you have this president that, you know, that he, I mean, I've lived in other countries. I've traveled in other countries and, you know, there are supreme rulers and stuff like that. And you can't say anything against them or you'll be arrested or worse, you know, and I'm glad we can speak out against our, you know, our, um, you know, our president and our elected officials and all that. And that's okay to do that. And I think that's fine. I just, it's frustrating me for me. I mean, I'm as a tax attorney. I'm, he's just saying all these things. I'm going, taxes are going up. Taxes are going up. Taxes mm-hmm. are going up. Taxes are going up. You know, the system is unfair. If you make less than fifty thousand dollars in the United States, you don't pay income tax. Right. It's just I mean, such. It's, it's, like, it's, it's such lies. You're right. It is really unfair. It, you, well, and yeah. They, so and, let's do a flat tax. Let's just you know, let's just do a flat tax and and we'll flatten out and say. Everybody has to pay 15% on every dollar they mm-hmm. make, every yep. single penny. Well, now you've got the, you know, anybody that's making less than $50,000 is now going to have to start paying 15%. Is that their fair share? Well, they're going to say it's not. So we can't do that. So we're going to say, no, no, no. We're not going to raise the taxes on anybody that doesn't pay taxes now. We're going to somehow get it out of somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But then that raises food prices because that's what is just happening now in healthcare. They're some of the biggest, fanciest hospitals on the planet right now. They're spending three, two, three, four billion dollars making these crazy, futuristic, spaceship-shaped, um, you know, hospitals. But that's because Obamacare, Obamacare provided for that, and it allowed the hospitals to like do all these massive upgrades, and they just took it out of our premiums. And it's like, mm-hmm. when are people going to wake up and say, "Wait a minute, I don't think it's a good idea for the federal government to step in and control anything," because they can't. There's a thing called the free economy. If you don't want credit card late fees, don't. Live beyond your means for crying out loud. Well, we've changed the culture. We've taken it from one that was about individual liberty, individual responsibility to one Mm -hmm. where we are now a culture of um, entitlement 
and mm-hmm. of the government um, taking care of you in one way or another. I can't tell you how yeah. many, cons- quote, conservatives have argued with me that Obamacare was good, that we really do need uh, state, you know, well, you just don't understand because you don't have, you know, a kid with this illness or whatever. Well, you know, I understand uh, the basics of, of economics. I understand communism, and I understand that every time the government gets involved, things get more expensive and less productive, less efficient, and the quality goes down. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality, and that and and he's talking tonight about how uh, cities have become shadows of what they used to be. Well, that's because they're Democrat-run cities. You look at California, how it's being run into the ground, the once great state of California, and people fleeing here in droves to go to uh, what they think are red states when there's still pockets of you know crazy everywhere. Um, but people are having to flee here, so then California decides to do what? Do a, a tax on people leaving? <laughs> I know. Right. It's so that'll keep them here. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. I'm glad we can laugh. Usually I have lots of laughs with my man GQ. But sometimes we got to be real. Because we're talking about wacky laws. And these are they are. They're just. Well, this is wacky. What's going on right now with the State of the Union and what what they're trying to do to us. Um, is that Bono? I mean, can we when you're trot when you're trotting out Bono from the '90s? Okay, you don't have you don't have any rap. Okay, you have nothing to brag about if that's who you're trotting out at the State of the Union. I almost didn't even recognize that man. That's just. Do you even know who Bono is? Yeah, I know Bono. Is. Okay, see, I just I have this I have he's, this imagine. But he's I, well because he's yeah he's just you know he's, he's an actor that kind of decided he I mean a, a musician that decided he was going to become a political guy you know yeah. and, and everybody like worships him. Well, I and I don't know why because Bono, what have you done since Rattle and Hum? Okay, and Rattle and Hum came out in the eighties. Okay, get back to me. You need you need you need some new music. Okay, you're a one hit wonder. Okay, I'm really tired of of seeing Bono. Here's a funny story about. Bono, by the way. So my my um, one of my besties, my Val Gal in Vegas, her husband um, sets up and organizes enormous events, right? Like Republican National Committee, huge, huge events and a lot of entertaining involved. So he tells that my Val Gal, hey, it's a lot of entertaining. Can you meet me at such and such restaurant? I got a client. I need you to help me schmooze tonight. She, oh, sure. She's on her way home from Xerox. So she stops there and she goes in and she meets them and she's like, oh, hi, I'm Valerie. Da, 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 da. And she it's like, uh, you know, w- while you're in town, I, I, if you're looking for something to do, you might. Well, I hear that this band U2 is in town and I hear they're really good. And she was talking to Bono. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. She didn't even realize that she was talking to Bono, and I guess uh, the Edge uh, or whatever his name is. Well, um, I, I, I don't think he was pleased that Miss Valerie didn't know who he was because at the time he was the great Bono. So you're anyway, that you're so, of course Bono. you're supposed to recognize. I mean, he's one of these celebrities, I guess, who walks around like. Or, am I being recognized? Well, anyway, that's that's my Bono story. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. GQ and I are going to actually give you some news you can use and that won't include Bono. So stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Continuing my discussion with Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law. Let's get into some news people can use. 
Um, what do you have to share with us tonight in terms of estate planning and taking care of your, your family? So I think the biggest development on state planning was the State of the Union address tonight. And I want to talk about that for a while, okay. Ms. Ms. K. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So with estate planning, what it, what's happening is I'm, some people are getting trust, which is fantastic. I have a lot of people that are getting trust. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people that when they get a trust, they'll do it. They'll, they'll download a form and they'll get a free one because you can actually get free ones online, but they're kind of messed up and they don't really work in California. But I'm seeing people that try something and feel like they've done it. They they download a free trust. They have a friend give them a copy of their trust. They make something up. They get some free software, some cheap software. But then they don't realize that it's not going to be enforceable. There's going to be some problems with it. You might have beneficiaries that are fighting about it and so things won't go your way and you're going to end up in probate court anyway. And the mm. other thing is I'm seeing a lot of people with a trust don't – they don't put their bank account in there. The house is not in there. They didn't transfer their car. And these are the things that, that cause really big problems. Oh, so put your car in a trust? Trouble, yeah. Yeah. It's not I think hard. We, well, I think we should go over the list because I think of what needs to go in a trust because that's the first I've heard about your car. I've always thought, okay, just accounts and property and, and insurance policies. Yep. Well, and those are for sure, and those are kind of the easy ones. The more the more difficult ones are like the car because it's it requires you to change the registration at the DMV. But it's totally possible. A lot of people do it. Um, I was really grateful when my dad passed away. He had put everything, including his truck, in the trust. And if it weren't in the trust, we still could have dealt with it. It's just that there's a 40-day waiting period. There's like a 40-day death hold where you can't – if there's something that is not actually in the trust, you have to wait at least 40 days and then there's some declarations you have to file and that sometimes that gets you in trouble because it doesn't really work. So um, it was kind of a nice thing, kind of like a, a gift from dad I guess after he passed. But mm-hmm. it was like we needed the garage space because we had to sort through his stuff and his truck was in there. There's no place to park it on the sidewalk or anything like that. So somebody wanted to buy it right away and we were able to sell it. If it weren't in the trust, we would have had to wait 40 days so that we could sign this declaration that you know declares that it was an okay transfer and stuff. So I, um, I'm i a big advocate of putting cars in. I think uh, retirement accounts is another, or, uh, investment accounts, that was another big one. Mm-hmm. Investment accounts, um, I talked to somebody the other day and he said, Yep, I've got my trust fully funded. I did my my retirement account. That's in or my I'm sorry, my investment account is in my trust. It's four hundred and forty thousand dollars. And I said, let me see. How do you know? And he says, right here. And it was a change of beneficiary form. It made it so that it would pay on death, transfer on death to his trust. And I said, that's not funding. That's when you die. That will go into your trust. What if you need the money now? Or what if your wife needs it? You need to put it in the trust. So he went back to his financial advisor and said. I don't want it transferring on my death to my trust. I want it in my trust now. So then they retitled the account into the name of the family trust. So that way the investment was in there. And if he became incapacitated, his successor trustee or his sp- his spouse, if she were you know functioning in that capacity, they could manage and handle the money. And that was a really big one because a lot of people think it's all you do is change the beneficiary and that's good enough. That is good enough for life insurance for retirement or for like you know qualified funds IRAs 401k's and things but not for investment accounts savings accounts checking accounts you know CDs money market accounts those things should be actually titled in the name of the trust 
so that they can do their function because incapacity is 70% of us become incapacitated. Mm. So 70% of us have to have somebody controlling our money while we're still alive. So a pay on death transfer doesn't do any good to take care of you during disability. Wow. Okay. So much to think uh-huh. about. So, so many different scenarios that you have to protect against. And it's just, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it seems like even though there's so many scenarios you have to protect against, it's actually a pretty simple process to do that. It is the, 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 the list of things you need to do is simple. The process is you just have to stay with it because each one has a separate process. Moving the car in, DMV. Transferring the title to the house, that's easy. Lawyers always do that. You know, that's an easy one. That's the kind of a no-brainer. But moving bank accounts, you have to go to the bank, open a new bank account, and then move your money into that account. So it's not a matter of you know phone call, go online, switch these things around. You need to sometimes go be physically present in a bank to open a new account. Some banks let you open the account online in the name of the trust and transfer it in. But it's very methodical. What I have my clients do is make a list of their assets and then just go methodically and transfer as much as they can legally and legitimately transfer it into the trust so that everything is in there under the control of the trustee. And that works awesome because it's going to be a forever thing. Even if you amend or change or alter the trust later, your stuff is still titled in the name of the trust. And you buy a car, do the same thing. How do you want to take title? Mm -hmm. Well, you, you put it in the name of your trust. And that way, everything is controlled by the trust. That's my big thing, my, the funding part of it. We, we have so many trusts that we're working on the administration, distribution, handing out money to the beneficiaries, but we still, have a, we still have to go to probate for part of it because part of it is outside of the trust. So we have a trust and a probate. You know, It's better than just probate, but we're having to go to probate court quite a bit because people's investment accounts are bigger than they thought or they forgot to put in their savings and it's $200,000, that type of thing. So they got a trust, but they didn't fully fund it, i.e. move everything that needed to be in the trust into the trust. Mm-hmm. And right. when I say a simple process, there's a lot of steps to it, but I mean that one process can solve and prevent a whole lot of problems and a whole oh, lot of different absolutely. scenarios is, really, is mm-hmm. really what I meant. I don't know that simple was the right word. All right, well, how can people get a hold of you? It's simple for me, by the way. Oh, of course. I can talk you through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it so many times. And it's still, every time I swear, it's like, oh, it's another challenge. Um, 855-500-TRUST, easiest way to get a hold of me, 855-500-TRUST, free initial consultation. I'll review your trust. I've been doing that for a lot of Andrea's listeners. And for my listeners, I'll look at your trust and make sure it's funded properly. And then we'll work on it if something needs to be done. 855-500-TRUST. Awesome. Well, thank you, my dear. Thank take you, it Andrea. easy. Thank you for watching you know the State take of the Union. Easy. You know, I did it for you and, they- and for me. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm, I'm calming down now that I've heard your dulcet tones. And, and, I, and I owe you. I owe you much, my dear. All right, sweetie. Take it easy. Have a good one. All right. Good night. All right. Bye. All right. um, What was I just talking about earlier about social credit scores and control over people's lives? There's a story of Airbnb banning somebody, not because of something they posted on social media, but because of somebody they were related to. Stay tuned for that story on the other side of the break. A.K. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I don't know if you guys have heard of a gal named Lauren Southern. Um, she is. Um, I hadn't really heard of her. She's a conservative pundit and filmmaker. 
she apparently had been banned from using Airbnb. So see, we're already at a place in our society where social credit scores and being punished for your views are clearly taking place in society. This is far beyond big tech and Twitter and Facebook, right? It, this is it, this is at PayPal, Venmo, um, you know, uh, I think I um did I'm not sure if Laura Loomer got her bank account restored initially, but I think Chase Bank shut her down. I mean, she was pretty much banned from ab- absolutely every every couldn't ride an Uber. I'm um, just completely persecuted because of her political opinions, which absolutely should be criminal in this country. I think that your political beliefs sh- should be protected. I say that at the same time as I've been vocal about businesses should have the right to refuse service to anyone, but I think. I don't. What are your thoughts on that, Skins? Before I tell you the rest of the story here, I mean, what's the difference between uh, somebody who doesn't want to bake a cake for a gay wedding and somebody says, "Look, Uber, Uber says, look, we don't want we don't want your business, Laura Loomer." I can't hear you. That's because I haven't said anything. Oh, it's something I'm I think we got to ponder, right? I think it's worth pondering because I could go either way on the argument. But however, here's here's what is crazy about this story. So Lauren Southern uh, was banned from Airbnb. This article from the Post Millennial does not state why. Um, but uh, she tweeted, uh, Lauren Southern, that her parents had just been banned from Airbnb for being related to her. Uh, Lauren Southern said they have never booked anything for me. So these Airbnb reservations were not for her. She says they do not represent me in any way. They aren't politically, they aren't publicly political in any way. She said, how is this sane in any way, Airbnb? Um, here's what Airbnb sent to her parents. We have an update to share. We've removed you from the Airbnb platform because your account is closely associated with a person who isn't allowed to use Airbnb. This means you'll no longer be able to book reservations on Airbnb. Why we made this decision? For the safety of our community, we may remove accounts that are closely associated with people who aren't allowed to use Airbnb. This is just like I was talking about last hour. They always use the the, the falsehood, the guise of safety as an excuse to discriminate. It goes on to say what this means for your account. Any future reservations have been canceled and fully refunded. Refund timing will depend on processing times for your payment method. You can still access your privacy settings and manage your personal data. Why would anybody keep, I guess, until you got fully refund? I I, I don't know why you would keep having an account. How to appeal this decision. We don't take these decisions lightly, but if you have more information to share, you can submit an appeal. Um. Lauren Southern went on to say, my parents are not involved in the political world. They were planning a romantic getaway at a small cabin through Airbnb and were shocked to hear their relation with me resulted in their booking and accounts being shut down. Well, and and see, that's absolutely what I am against, because regardless of whatever her political views and beliefs are, that shouldn't matter. Just because they're her parents, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, it kind of reminds me of in the military... Um, I can't remember the movie. I think it had Matthew Broderick in it. It was hilarious. He joins the military. Brighton Beach Memoirs, maybe. And it might have been Christopher Walken was his drill instructor. Um, But he's getting out of step in whatever, you know, whatever their formation is. And so instead of punishing Matthew Broderick, he tells Matthew Broderick that he's got to go point out 
who 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 in the who in the formation who did nothing wrong is going to have to do the push-ups. So it's about um, punishing the innocent people on behalf of the supposed wrongdoer. In in other words, Lauren Southern's parents get punished because of her supposed wrongdoing so now just like in the movie the plan is the hope is the goal is is that her parents are going to hate her and be resentful to her because they got punished for her actions and then in the course of doing that they're going to be able to control her and her parents that's how i see this um, Airbnb uh, has a, a, a terms on health and safety, which do not clearly apply to this situation. Their policies on, quote, combating hate, harassment and d- discrimination have not been breached. Airbnb did not uh, respond for any comments and why they've blacklisted uh, these parents. Um, does it, it, Here's some good questions from Post Millennial. Is it Airbnb's policy to hold up people in a family accountable for the political perspectives of other people in that family does airbnb believe that only people with political views that airbnb execs agree with should be able to use the service well that's pretty clear does the airbnb contact hosts to make sure that their views align with the views of airbnb execs that's a good point they they, i'm sure they do i'm sure before they allow somebody to be a host they do a background check for their politics which is also a way of suppressing speech Right, it's a way of controlling speech. Does Airbnb set up the required political views that must be held by users of the service in order to enable them to use the service? So this is this is frightening. And every time, every time you know something like this happens and somebody gets away with it, it just gets worse. Right? It's not something that's going to go away. No, it's not because this is the plan. I saw a funny meme um that reminds me of back when i was in the first hour when i was having my meltdown over the state of the union address um somebody said well oh uh, it was francisca she called in and she says we have the power right we can be doing something then i saw this meme and it shows uh what was the name of the movie with mel gibson um braveheart and this meme has at the top half of the meme, it shows Braveheart with all the paint on his face. And he's got this, you know, that screaming roar face. And it says football team loses. Then on the bottom, there's a sheep and it says government destroys your business, family and health. Not so true. More Americans will get absolutely upset, irate, dedicate time and hours on screaming and yelling and this and that related to something as as uh, as unimportant to the future of this country like a football game. Meanwhile, they don't do anything with the government just completely controlling our lives. We got to get active. We got to get active, my peeps. You don't watch football, so you don't probably no. even get the, the. Oh, and by the way, one of the things I forgot to mention last hour when we had the caller and he was talking about darkness. Um. And the and the satanic song that they did at the Grammys. Oh my, that was so disgusting. Did you know it was? Did you know it was sponsored by Pfizer? It doesn't surprise me. Isn't that? It, 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 oh, what a coinky! I mean, that right? tells you everything you need to know. Is that not the perfect symbolism? Crazy. Oh, another thing everybody's talking about is I didn't watch the Grammys, but evidently Madonna, what she has done to her face, she came out and I don't know if she introduced that. I haven't seen her in a while, but people (gasps) say she does not look like herself. Google her from the Grammys. 
I'm so sad that any woman we we have uh, there's body dysphoria, but there's got to be facial dysphoria. I don't know how she can look in the mirror. She doesn't look like at all like the same woman. That she- uh, yeah, you're right. If I if someone showed me that photo and asked who this is, I would not say that's Madonna. It's almost she's almost unrecognizable, and it's like it, she and her mouth, the cheeks, what she's done. It's like wow. And the problem is, I don't care anything about Madonna. I think she's an absolute creep and a scumbag. But there's a trend. This is happening more and more and more and more and more. And I think what we need in this culture is we need more women. We need more actresses um, that are older that are doing less and less. And you know, you want to get a little nip and tuck, fine. You want to you want to get you know some Botox or some fillers or whatever, fine. But we're talking about facial deformity here, like full on alien. She doesn't even look human. I don't know how she can look in the mirror and think that that looks good. It makes, no, I mean, it makes uh, me the, sad the, the for her. The cheek structure, the eye, like nothing looks like it used to. The weird mouth. It almost looks like the face in the primal scream. In the, in the, the artwork of the primal scream. All right, we're going to take a break before I have a primal scream. Having to, if I have to think any more about the Biden State of the Union address. Stay tuned. Got another segment coming up. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I see C-SPAN is not playing uh, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders delivering her Republican response. Um, I need a break from this. Well, we'll see. We're going we're gonna to canoodle around on it uh, tomorrow and see if there's anything... Uh, that's really of interest there. I, you know, there's things I like about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, things that I don't. I don't think that she's got, I, I, I think that she's perfect governor material. I don't see her as a future president because I don't think she's got, uh, really got the, the personality and the charisma to lead a nation. What do you think? Am I wrong? Uh, I'm kind of indifferent. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, she's doing some some good things. She's doing great work. I, I, I just don't have an opinion. Had you asked me would I consider her for president, I've never really thought about it. So I guess that's your answer. Well, I mean, typically they put up somebody like her uh, to do give the response because that's somebody that they either want on the VP ticket down the road or they want, you know. I an, could possibly see her as VP. Yeah. Do you remember, Who remembers Paul Ryan when he gave the response and he had to stop and drink water? He was obviously so nervous. Yeah, what a I remember. clown show that dude was. Got his butt kicked by Joe Biden in a VP debate. Absolutely crazy. Um, so there's some Supreme Court justices who weren't there tonight. And people are saying that it's just a spit in the face of uh, Joe Biden. Well, I say it's interesting who went and who didn't. Uh, who who um, I, I, It's not a surprise to me that Clarence Thomas didn't go. Not a surprise to me that Neil Gorsuch didn't go. Not a surprise Sam Alito went. Um, Not a surprise to me that um, Amy Coney Barrett did go. Not a surprise to me that uh, the ones I just listed did not go. Clarence Thomas, Sam Alito, and Neil Gorsuch, they did not go. Not a surprise there. Um, Also not a surprise to me that Amy Coney Barrett did go and that Brett Kavanaugh did go. Those two, to me, obviously just want to be loved by the left. What was interesting, though, was Sonia Sotomayor did not go. I find that rather interesting. Um, the one who doesn't know what a woman is, the most recent one, I don't remember her name, Corrine Jean, not Corrine Jean-Pierre, 
um, Jen Psaki? No, I mean this supreme. She has the same, almost the same name as is Corinne Jean Pierre. Um, Katanji Brown Jackson. Yeah, that's not a very, you know, that's not a very. She doesn't look pleased that Joe Biden got up on her face, but who would be right? Who would be? Um, okay, so you know we don't hear a whole lot about Twitter in the news anymore with Elon Musk, right? We haven't heard a whole, whole lot about it, um, and and I'm not sure, given what I've seen on Twitter, that he really deserved a whole lot of fuss. I'm not sure I'm seeing that a whole lot has changed on Twitter. Um, now we see a report that Andy No, remember Andy No was the one who, who was one of the first to go into uh, these rallies with Antifa and he got the cement milkshake thrown on him and he exposed a lot of what the truth was going on with Antifa, particularly up in the Chaz, the chop zone. Well, he's been locked out of Twitter after he reported on an Antifa plan to attack a Turning Point USA Oregon event. Think about that. Ain't nothing changed in Twitter if you're trying to suppress the truth that Antifa is planning a violent attack on some college kids. Here's what Andy No tweeted. Antifa in Eugene, Oregon, have announced plans to attack a TPUSA campus event today featuring black speakers. And he lists them out here. Antifa tell their members to wear black uh, uniforms and, and AMP. I don't know what that means. Masks and AMP to assault their targets. Um, and for that, he got banned, locked out of his, tw- out, out of his account. Uh, Twitter gave them a message saying that, uh, the violations, um, that he violated Twitter's rules. Uh, well, what rule did he violate? Speaking the truth about Antifa? <coughs> Warning of an attack. So... I'm not sure that I'm I'm not sure that I'm back on track. I really haven't gone back much to Twitter. You haven't gone back at all, have you? Nope. Not planning on it. Yeah. Here's the um one of the things that Andy No Andy No reported on is that they've got a um grumpy anarchy tweeted out a meme, fascist scum off our campus. Uh, oh, and oh, and put arrows over Turning Point USA and gave the time and the date. Where block, no peace police, no tone police, leave your phone at home, become ungovernable, ungovernable be a nuisance, prevent them from, pa- from spreading hate, bash the fash. Is that not a call to violence? It absolutely is. I don't know what wearing black block means. Do you know what wearing black? No, I never heard of that. BLOC. Anybody know what that means? So as of right now, apparently it has not been restored. So, you know, this is this is a uh, Twitter owner. Elon Musk has stated that accounts like those belonging to Antifa groups and members that make posts inciting violence will be suspended. Um, but so far, Andy No is the only one that's been suspended, not Antifa. So to me, it just goes to show that one one of the things it goes to show is that Musk is not, uh, um, you know, everybody glommed onto him and treated him like he was some kind of hero, right? Well, there you have it. He's he's not he, he's not really doing much uh, to to change anything at Twitter. 
Then they've got another tweet that they put out against Jordan Peterson inciting violence against him for an event that he was having February 7th through 8th. The group says he, quote, should be afraid to show his face and calls for people to show up, conceal their identities and, quote, be dangerous. You think about this when you see the long sentences that are taking Joe Biden talking tonight two years ago, democracy was under attack. And now it's we've shown that it won't be it can't be broken. Here's your attack on democracy. Physical attacks and incitement of violence. Where's the where's the investigation by the DOJ? And you know what? Oh, there'd be calls for one if it were uh, on the other side. Well, if this were the other side, the FBI would have already used identity, uh, you know, um, what's it called? Facial recognition and everything else and already identified all these people. And they would be rounded up and thrown in the gulag and given no bail. But they're not. Just like they were not under Bill Barr. Because this is about the Uniparty, right? I can't even read... Uh, some of the, some of the tweet here, blank Alito and blank the Supreme Court, abolish all the courts and terrorize your oppressor. The answer will never be voting. The answer is decolonizing the lamb and the womb. They go on to say, show Jordan Peterson. He isn't welcome in Minnesota. The, we plan to be there to show him he's a bit he, he, and his bigoted supporters that they aren't welcome here. We would suggest covering your face as fascists will be present. Bethany Hamilton is coming under attack. Um, you know, she's the surfer who, who lost yep. her arm. Hero young lady. Um, well, she has come out and said that the World, Sur- World Surfing League is now al- allowing biological males to compete against women in surfing competitions. And she said she's not going to p- compete against biological males. Good for her. And if you've watched any documentaries of her past the movie that she did you will see her surfing some of the biggest craziest waves around the world i'm talking chopu i'm talking jaws i'm talking mavericks she's a beast and she has a right to be respected crazy all right we're going to see you tomorrow night 6 p.m pacific time on hump day thank you to my my callers and my guest Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.